When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's going on, everybody? Ears up in depth. Back with another episode. Quick on the heels of the other one we just did. No, they're coming out fast and furious. They really are, man. I had to I had to reshuffle a little bit the the main show dates for this month. We just weren't ready. So, uh, you know, that's okay. that's how it goes. That's how it goes. So we are doing a main show on Tuesday, I think. I hope. Tuesday. It's a Bev show. And she's going to tell us all the things that Disneyland is doing wrong right now. She was just there. Apparently, she had a lot to talk about. Oh, I think you teased that in the last yeah. show. Yeah, I know. And for Bev to talk like that, that's um, terrible. Is it? Yeah, Bev. I mean, Bev can be... Um, Cantankerous? Yeah. But, I mean, she, but she's also generally positive person. You know what I mean? Uh, so for her to really sort of like have a list. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, that's bad. Okay. But anyway. Well, I look forward to hearing that. That'll be fun. Yeah, me too. I'm excited to get through it. And, uh, you know, we'll have a good time. Jeremy, yeah. I'm ready to just to rip right into the news here. I have a, a, quite a few news stories to cover. I think quite a few. I don't know. And they're all pretty interesting. I think it's a pretty interesting news week. You know what I mean? Especially because the big announcement, Bob Chapek has voluntarily stepped down and entered into early retirement. I think that's the story that I read is that he just did it on. He he wanted to leave. He was done. No way. That's what I that's that's my I'm just reading between the lines. Right. As a as a seasoned veteran journalist and podcaster, I'm I'm picking up what they're putting down. I mean, they say that he was. Uh, let go but i know i know my boy he just he he did all he could he wanted to go out on top so he left is this just you being a chapologist like you're still <laughs> gonna cling on to this uh, to this story i this is insanity he was fired he was sacked he was canned my it's sources over. tell me different but that's okay that's all right and you know what okay as big of a heart as that guy has he was like you know what fine throw me under the bus i don't care i know how you guys feel about me really I will leave with my head held high. Well, it's just interesting because a lot of stuff is starting to come out now. Things that we didn't know, you know, things that he had maybe said. Did you hear the what someone said that they had heard that he someone, you know, because there's always talk about Walt, right? Oh, mm-hmm. Walt. Yeah. What would Walt do? And apparently he someone heard him say, Walt's a dead man. Like, why are we talking about Walt? Like, Hell what a yeah. jerk. Because it's I, the name of your company. Yeah. You but idiot. But I mean. It's echoed what I've said before. They, they, I'm, I'm serious. They always drag Walt quotes out or whatever. Walt, what, what is, what does it matter what Walt would want? When Walt was alive and what he wanted just is so out of touch with today's reality that it's, you would never move forward. You never advance if you did what Walt would want to do because you, he would just not even know the, the avenues available to you at the time. So I, I, I think that's right. Stop asking what would Walt do and ask what's well, best your, for the parts. Pay, treat your customers, every customer, a VIP, pay your employees. You're, you think that those are all irrelevant ideas? No, but uh, but I imagine within the context of what he was saying, that's probably not what he was referring to. I'm sure someone was like, hey, we should really give everyone away a raise How, because well, Walt would have. Is it uncomfortable to be in the mental pretzel you have to tie yourself into <laughs> to defend this man? I mean, he's it's ridiculous the lengths you will go. Yeah, well, look, man, you know, my my stance on it. I think he's getting burned a little bit. I think he was he was left to the wolves. Um, I think he was set up for failure. I think I think Iger didn't set him up properly and didn't set the company up properly. 
and then now they're 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 letting the the fox back into the hen house, I guess, as it were, where Iger has to clean up the mess that he was inept enough to leave in the first place. I actually agree with a lot of that. Cheers. Because number one, he saddled the company with more debt than it's ever had. The Fox acquisition was 70 billion. So mm-hmm. a lot of the costs of servicing that huge debt are part of the reason why profit isn't where it's supposed to be. So that's number one. Oh, and by the way, one that relates to one of my stories tonight about Avatar and how expensive that's been to make. Mm-hmm. But also... Bob Iger is the guy whose job it was, was to hire a competent successor. Right. So he wasn't even able to do that. And now he's back with the mandate to hire a competent successor. You just failed at that. So what we're giving him another chance, another chance Mm -hmm. to do that again. And, you know, a lot of the things that we don't like were things that were announced under Iger's watch, not Chapex. Nobody likes Genius and Lightning Lane. Right. Those are all Iger era inventions. Right. That's Harmonious, what I keep saying. Iger era invention. All of these things were from Iger. And basically it was up to JPEG to kind of, you know, muddle through and figure it out. And now Iger's back for more. I don't exactly. think so. Exactly. And I think a lot of people forget how upset they were when we were buying IP, when they're buying Fox, when they bought Lucasfilm. People were upset. It's like, what happened to, oh, we don't have any more creative stories anymore. Now we're just buying IP. Iger was the king of buying stuff. Oh, we'll just buy it. Right. And then Chapek wants to use it, wants to build on it because they got it. Oh, well, he just is not creative. I agree, I guess, on some level that he's not a very personable guy. Okay, fine. But I think that I think people just have always wanted to hate on him. And I think it was honestly part of it. Was, I don't even know why we're talking about this. I think part of it was um, was the fact that Iger didn't get the heck out of town when he did. I think the fact that he stuck he's he stuck around made people start going what why why we can't we can't just let the new guy take over. What's wrong with the new guy? Now he has to be held get his hand held through the whole thing. And I think that sort of started the the thing. So now everyone's really looking at him with a judgmental eye, and everything Chapek says. Well, that just means this, or they twist it around or whatever. And uh, bada bing, bada boom. Yeah. Hitting the old dusty trail. I do think that JPEG needs to go. I don't think he was great. I just think that Iger's the wrong medicine for this problem. I agree. We needed a new CEO, Correct. not to bring back Iger. Right. And what I guess I don't understand is, is Iger is going to lay out a plan. I thought I read like a 10 year plan or something like that, like an outline for the future of the company. And Taryn and I went live when, when you texted me the, uh, the announcement. We talked for two and a half hours. It's on YouTube. It was drunken, just so you know. I had a few drinks beforehand. But I was like, I had to do this. I got to get on. And um, I was saying, I, I would hate to be the new CEO after Iger. Because you have an outline. It's like being a substitute teacher. Where like you're out for the day, and you know, you're, the teacher's gone, and you have to come in and sub for the teacher. You have to follow the outline. Well, this is what the last teacher said, so now I got it doesn't make any sense. I don't like it. I think it's weird. People are putting way too much uh, pressure, uh, but also uh, too many laurels on Iger. He wasn't that great. He was a nice guy. I guess he was personable to an extent that a CEO can be. And um, who cares? What did he do that was so special at the parks? Nothing. He just bought a bunch of stuff that Disney's only now trying to remedy, like Star Wars. And where was this 10-year plan? He put off his retirement four times mm-hmm. what was he I, i'm assuming that was in order to set the company up so that he could eventually leave but he get putting his retirement off why in those four extensions didn't he set his plan or his vision what well, was he doing i think because that's sort of not really common in in anywhere to like leave a plan for your the new guy but i would imagine also you're handpicking the new ceo imagining they're going to follow along with whatever sort of like vision and vibe. You don't pick someone you don't vibe with or that you don't think is going to be Disney material. I hear that a lot. Chapek wasn't Disney material. Well, then why did the most Disney material quote unquote guy pick him? Didn't Iger know this, that he had no uh, sort of personality that he needed to take a comms class that he couldn't figure out how to like come across like in a nice light to people. Yeah. It just doesn't make any sense. You can't put it all on Chapek. This is a Disney problem. It's a board problem. Because yeah. they just re-upped his contract in June. So, the, in my opinion, the Disney board got to go. 
because you got that CFO in there who's the one who led the charge to get rid of Chapek in the first place. Get rid of her. Christine, Mac- Christine McCarthy. Yeah. That's who you're talking about. Clean house. Clean house. Clean house. Get the uh, Josh DeMauro is back in the chat room today. He, he loves yeah. the show. Yeah. He needs to go too, by the way. Well, I think he's going to be the next guy in charge. I think he's going to be the next CEO because he's he's handsome enough, I guess. He doesn't have the chops. He's a, he's an Anaheim eight. You know what I mean? Um, he <laughs> speaks. OK. I mean, he does that flowery Disney stuff at D23. I made fun of him a lot. So he needs to take a comps class or two again. But, uh, you know, for the most part, I think he has that young person vibe. I don't know that that's the first uh, requirement for a CEO is to have a young person vibe. I don't know, man. How about talk, a competent vibe? You talk to Taryn about it. And she goes, all, pre- all the CEO needs to do is shake hands and sign paperwork. I'm like, oh, OK, mm-hmm. all right. <laughs> I don't know about that. Anyway, was that your first story? No, that was just me. <laughs> that was just me because you and I haven't well, talked about it. We so we need to talk about, about it, it yeah. and we needed to, we really needed to air that out. Yeah. So I'm glad you're on my side. I'm not on anyone's <laughs> side. I just think that you have some valid points. Thanks, man. Appreciate <laughs> you. Uh, do you want to rip a story? You want me to do it? Oh, no. I haven't started off in a while. All right. Do it, man. Speaking of Bob Chapek, he wanted to hide that Disney Plus is taking a bath. So Bob Chapek resorted to some fuzzy math. A recent report alleges Disney's now ex-CEO, Bob Chapek, attempted to make Disney Plus appear more profitable, which is like, it's not profitable at all. You can't make it more profitable. It's it's in the negative. It's losing money. It's hemorrhaging cash very quickly. Same. They're trying to make it look less of a loser, uh, more profitable by shifting the budgets of various projects, because we've I mentioned, I think, on the last episode that they spent 30 billion dollars on content creation wow which that's is amazing big, 30 billion dollars in a year not since it's been that's amazing like, wow yeah. so in order to kind of take some of that away and make it look a, like it's not losing as much money he's shifting some projects around according to a report in the wall street journal people familiar with the matter shared that shows that were intended to be disney plus originals including the mysterious Benedict Society and Doogie. I don't know how to say this word. I'm going to try my best. Kame Aloha MD. That's so a pretty, be- I, I, it sounds good to me. I don't know the correct pronunciation either, but I think okay. you, you did your best and uh, you, you tried to be authentic and I appreciate that. Thanks. So that's a show that they were, they first aired on other networks such as the Disney channel. And he did that. So that their production and marketing budgets wouldn't be counted as Disney Plus original content and count against all of that production, which would make it not look like it's losing as much money because you attribute those those budgets to other places like the Disney Channel. In this way, the streaming service was seen as losing less money on the original content. Chief Financial Officer Christine McCarthy, who you just mentioned, was reportedly one of the voices behind Chapek's removal, said she was concerned about this strategy. Now, that's your CFO talking. Yeah. It's no secret that Bob Chapek had a lot riding on the success of Disney Plus during his tenure, promising investors that Disney's streaming division, would also, which also includes Hulu and ESPN Plus, would be profitable. By 2024. (laughs) Wow. That's dreaming big, man. That's a wish your heart makes. Yeah, that's not happening, by the way, (laughs) unless major changes happen. Yeah. Disney Plus has 164 million subscribers and $30 billion, as I said, spent on content in 2022 have not been able to stop the bleeding and produce a profit for for the division. Overall, the streaming division has lost more than 8.5 billion dollars since disney plus was launched in 2019 contrast that with rival netflix reporting a profit of 5.1 billion dollars in 2021 so they're you know it's not like this is a model that can't work netflix is profitable making money doing their thing so what's going on here (laughs) i don't think the implementation of the model at disney is working out and i think it's kind of what you said on a previous episode where Disney has to sort of create all this content. Yeah. They can't Netflix buy it. Can, can go out and sort of just scoop stuff up. And yeah, you know, like you mentioned all the international programming. So the, the model seems to be uh, giving them some trouble. 
I do think that they came out of the gate pretty fast in producing a ton of new content. They could have relaxed a little bit on that front. Yes. I mean, even just on Disney Plus, there's a ton of multi multi million dollar uh, you know, productions. And then you have on the Hulu side, they have all original content as well. ESPN to a lesser extent has original content. So like we're just, you know, they're they're going. Yeah. So that's uh he was According to some, including Christine McCarthy, he's cooking the books a little bit there. So this is, you know, these things are coming out now that he's left. So, so, so you seem to agree. Let me. Was, you're going to. Are you getting back into pretzel <laughs> shape? Are you going to defend this? Let me ask you a question because I, I genuinely don't know. Okay, I genuinely have no idea. I probably don't either. What? Why is that? A, why is that so bad? Well, tell me why what he did was bad. And I'm not being like defensive. I, I genuinely don't know. For me. I just think that's smart. Like for me, the only thing he did was lie and say this is original content when it for Disney Plus when it wasn't. But why not just say, oh, this is for ABC and we'll put it on Disney Plus and then there you go. Doesn't that make sense? Doesn't it make sense to do? Like it seems smart to me. I think that a lot of Disney share price is based on the success of Disney Plus and streaming. So you'll even see Disney share price fluctuate based on how Netflix performs when they have their earnings call mm. because it's it is seen as a big chunk of the company, clearly it is. And so if you're being deceptive, like you say, "Oh, it's smart." Crafty and smart are okay. not the same thing. Yeah, I do think right. it's, I think it's deceptive. You have to report each division division and say Here's how it's doing. If you're he's trying to make a business that's not healthy, look healthy. And people are investing in Disney based on that. So if you're saying, well, that loss is, you know, it's okay. actually Disney, you know, the, the television studio or something else like that's not really so great. The whole point of the of the earnings call and the way you report numbers is is so that people have a fair look into the company and can determine whether they want to be shareholders or not. And so it's it's sort of deceptive. I don't know that it's illegal. I don't but, think it's illegal, but I mean, I, it is deceptive, I guess. But I I don't know. For me, it also just sort of sounds like and again, I don't know. We're getting insider information, you know, reported through a funnel of journalism. So I have no idea what the truth is actually here. But right to me, it just sort of seems like, hey, this because uh, I think that the the doctor, uh, I, I believe she's like um like a native Hawaiian child doctor. I think it's a Doogie Howser MD reboot. Yeah, it seems yeah. like that. Um. To me, it just seems like, oh, this was supposed to be on Disney Plus. Oh, Disney Plus isn't doing so well. We need to cut the budget. Well, let's produce it under the ABC arm. We'll put it on ABC for a season and then we'll bring it to Disney Plus. To me, that sounds because you still want to get the thing made. You have contracts. You got to fulfill the contracts with the, with the actors and the production and all that kind of stuff. So why not? Like, it just sort of makes sense. It's going to wind up on Disney Plus anyway, no matter if it airs anywhere first. That's where content goes to live is the streaming service. So to me, I guess I would just look at it and go, huh? Like, okay, I guess. But I see your point. The investors probably want to know exactly what's going on, but I don't know. Yeah. It's, uh, I, I just had a point and then I lost it. So now I can't. That's it. Ah, that, that's it was, it my there, favorite way gone. to win an argument. It's just, <laughs> <laughs> it's just confuse my opponent. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God, is it going to come back? I don't think it's going to come back. I think it's gone. It's, it's lost to the ages. I think ages. it's gone. Okay. I All think right. It's gone. That's fair. All right. Well, uh, that was my first one. Let me keep talking about, uh, Bob Chapek for a second. <laughs> Cause there's reporting coming out that sort of backs up what we were saying a little bit ago, where not everything that Chapek did was Chapek and not everything Iger. So it stands to reason not everything Iger is going to be doing is Iger. Oh, I know where you're going. Former Disney CEO Bob Chapek took a lot of heat for keeping the reservation system of the parks in place throughout the COVID-19 pandemic, but keep re- kept reiterating that it was crucial to make sure that everyone from annual pass holders and magic key holders to the family from Denver would be able to head to the parks and know that they would get in. I, I came to sort of understand the reservation system a little bit, listening to people who had to make it to, you know, to go to the parks. And I, I think it makes you know, a lot of sense. It's not very uh, fun or you can't have the spontaneity anymore, but I think it right. makes it makes sense. I mean, you know what I mean? Just it makes total sense. You can't go on an airline you can just show up and go, oh, I'll just I want to get on this. You know, you can't do that. So why why would you be able to expect to go to the parks? 
Well, this is exactly, and that was Chapek's point. And he made it, I think he made a very compelling argument for that. Like, yeah. and just what you said, you could show up on a cruise ship and be like, I'm here now. Let's go. We right. Can you imagine? Yeah. We're all packed. We're ready to go. Well, right. sir, you can't, we're full. Well, I didn't know that. I wish I would have known that. Anyway, it looks like the end of the reservation system might be on the horizon, but Chapek isn't the one who will get credit for it. And he since deleted tweet Sean Nyberg shared that Chapek had been planning on announcing the end of Disney Parks reservations this winter. Uh, I don't know who Sean Nyberg is, but. Oh, he's a big so and so in the Diz Twitter communities. Oh, OK, and there you go. Well, here's his uh, deleted tweet. It says weeks ago, Bob Chapek had signed off on canceling the Disney theme park reservation system this winter. This was to be announced next week. Assuming Iger follows through with Chapek's plan, the fans will give all credit to Iger. Classic Disney fandom facts and details be damned. Whoa. I don't even think this is true. It's not going. I don't uh, I don't want to say so for sure that it's not going away. But Chapek was just in the media defending it and saying it makes sense. It's right for their business. And but but behind that, he had already signed off on canceling it. That's true. Yeah. I mean, that's a good point. Uh, Nyberg then posted a follow-up tweet in which he did not retract what he had said, but simply said that he didn't want to tell people to trust him without revealing who his sources were. He also told Disney fans to keep an eye out for theme park news coming in the next couple of weeks. So here's his follow-up. He said, I posted earlier about some positive park changes that were triggered under Chapek that will become official in a few weeks. Since I can't share my sources, I deleted it because I hate the vague trust me or I've heard posts. Just know a lot of you will be very happy. Interesting stuff. Uh, Disney recently announced that it would no longer require guests who purchase a one day, one park ticket to make a Disney park reservation. Ending the reservation system entirely is the next logical step. Should Disney end the reservation system, it is also in the realm of possibility that they will also end the park hopping restrictions that are in place. So. Maybe good things are on the horizon for people who don't like to make reservations. I guess. I don't think it's such an own, like, I don't think it's so burdensome to have to do it. I don't think so either. It's just people, especially in Disney fandom, just long for the days of old, no matter what it is. You know what I mean? Where it's like, well, we didn't have to used to do this. Therefore, this new thing is bad. Yeah. Whether or not it is, is irrelevant. It's just that it's new for them and they hate change. And I don't know why. It seems fine to me. You go, you're guaranteed to get in. Perfect. Done. There you go. Especially now. Because I hear those places are just so, it's just so overcrowded. Well, and that's the thing is, it used to be, so Christmas week, if you wanted to go into the park at Christmas, on, on Christmas Day or the week between Christmas and New Year's, you had to be there for rope drop. And they would, they would have those phased closures and people would be turned away at the gate. Now? Yeah. I can make a park reservation for Epcot on New Year's Eve and get over there whenever I please, because I have a reservation. There you go. I don't want to have to go there. And what was happening was people were going to Epcot at 9 a.m. You're staying there until midnight. People are laying around on the grass (laughs) just trying to kill time because they're just like dying in there. You can't and you can't leave. It's awful. But the reservation system alleviated us of all of that. Sounds good to me, man. On the record, I am a fan of the reservation system. Keep it going. Keep it going, Iger. Josh, you're in the chat. I uh, I want (laughs) that happening. Our friends at the 21st Amendment Brewery welcome the warmer weather with the release of their brand new hoppy pilsner, Coaster Pills. With a label that depicts a magical portal into an amusement park of flavors, Coaster Pills has a good time around every turn. Coaster Pills is wonderfully clear and bright with a beautiful straw color and tight white bubbles. It has a snappy flavor with crisp lines and wonderful citrus, tropical, hoppy flavors and aromas. Plus, at 5.4% ABV, it'll help you coast right through your day like only the 21st Amendment can. Coast your pills, as well as our summertime favorite Hell or High Watermelon Wheat, are available wherever you find great craft beer. All right, Jeremy, what do you got? Disney's performance at the box office has been lackluster. Thanks to Strange World, which is no blockbuster. <laughs> Disney's latest animated feature, Strange World, failed to lure in moviegoers over Thanksgiving weekend, generating just 18.6 million between Wednesday and Sunday. 
and a dismal 11.9 million for the traditional Thanksgiving three-day opening. This is the worst three-day opening for a Disney animated feature since The Emperor's New Groove debuted in two in the year 2000, coming in just under 10 million during its debut. And so. that, but and that's that had more theaters probably too, because you know the pandemic is still affecting movie theaters. Yeah, yeah. So that's sort of worse. While Strange World outperformed a number of other films this weekend, its muted opening raises concerns about Disney's current animation strategy and if the return of Bob Iger will be able to help right the ship. The disappointing weekend for animation comes on the back of a lackluster performance for Disney Pixar summer release of Lightyear. Lightyear opened to a comparably small $50 million, just half of the more than $100 million the two previous Toy Story films earned in their initial releases. Uh, though its box office takings have now surpassed its estimated $200 million production budget. They generally like them to make more than just a little bit more than the production budget. Yeah. I think that so. movie's problem was no one cared. That was another Iger stinker. No one cared. I don't, I just don't, I, you know what I mean? I heard the movie wasn't very good and no one really, no one was dying to hear the original story of Buzz Light. No, like no one, no one cared. And I remember when we were talking about it, People in the chat and people online were like, why isn't this about Woody? That's the movie that people wanted to hear or wanted mm-hmm. to watch rather. I don't know. It just seems like this super missed opportunity. Yeah, like, I don't know. I've never yeah. seen Toy Story movie, so I don't know. You've never. Oh, why am I surprised? Why does that surprise me? <laughs> Continue, please. I, yeah, these characters, I, I don't know much about them. So, uh, yeah, a little bit of a disappointing year for Disney Pixar and Disney Studios Animation. But on the plus side for this weekend, Black Panther Wakanda Forever took in a notable 64 million. Wow. Which is its, and it's in its third week. So it's still brought in 64 million, bringing its total glo- global box office take after three weeks to 676 million. So a nice job. Yeah. For nice. Bla- the Black Panther. Yeah. Good job, series. JPEG. Yeah. I mean, yeah, pay- yeah JPEG. This is going to be the never. It's just going to be. Well, but now and here here we go back to thanks, Iger. Now, as we enter the month of December, Disney has to look ahead to the hopeful success of the upcoming Avatar, The Way of Water, set to debut in theaters on December 16th. God. Disney executives must be nervous as reports surfaced this week that in order to break even, break even, the Avatar sequel will need to earn Two billion dollars. <laughs> is that does that mean it, it, it the budget was two billion? Like is that just a recoup production costs or what is that? So I don't know exactly what the budget was. Right. I don't even even know if the budget's totally finalized. And I don't know also how much of like is it production budget, but then there's also a marketing budget. Although I don't think there was a marketing budget for Strange World because I have never like who heard of that? Yeah. So it just sort of showed up. But this is reports from James Cameron. He Jeez, is the one Louise. saying that okay. it needs to do this. Disney acquired the Avatar series as part of its purchase of 20th Century Fox, which ne- which now operates as 20th Century Pictures. According to a report in Variety, the film's director, James Cameron, said that the film needs to be needs to be the third or fourth highest grossing film in history <laughs> to be profitable. To put that into perspective, that would mean The Way of Water needs to earn somewhere between Star Wars The Force Awakens 2.07 billion box office and James Cameron's own Titanic, which currently sits at a staggering $2.2 billion. Um, I don't see it happening. I don't see it happening. Amazing. Now, on the plus side, it should be noted that the first Avatar film, is currently the all-time box office champ, boasting a staggering 2.9 billion in box office takes since it. Uh, so it's it's the number one film. So it is a follow-up. So it's not out of the realm of possibility that this sequel could pull in two-thirds of the original's profit and cross the two billion dollars mark. But there's know, surely man. a lot riding on this currently. Yeah, box was expensive. This could be a big stinker. And it's interesting because Gizmodo, I was reading an article that they wrote about this. They noted 
in their article that Avatar is very weird in its success in that it is the highest grossing film of all time, but like no one really talks about it. It didn't make any cultural imprint like Star Wars or Marvel movies do. Like it just kind of came and earned a lot of money, but then sort of went away. And, you know, of course we have this Disney area, this area of Animal Kingdom that's devoted to Avatar, but there isn't a lot of vocal fans for avatar people haven't really been clamoring for the sequel so no, the was, hope is are they just are, are, is everybody out there just really being really quiet about their desire for this to come back it was sort of like i remember when that was going on where people there were reports of people killing themselves over this movie because they were so depressed that they couldn't live in a world as beautiful as the avatar planet and it's like, that is wild to me because you're right. It, it, it sort of hit this cultural point, but it didn't, it, it was sort of was like shock value, you know, like, look how beautiful this, this movie is, but I have never watched that thing to the end. I've tried to watch that three times and I've fallen asleep each time. It is thoroughly boring. It's a boring <laughs> well, movie. I are, I liked it better when it was called dances with wolves, right? It's the and, same and kind of it was thing. called Pocahontas. It's the yeah. same story. It is a knockoff of Pocahontas. There's, it, it, I was telling my friend about it. I go, oh, cause when I went to, I saw it in the theater and, um, I said, it's, oh, it's the same exact story as Pocahontas. And my friend goes, oh, is there a grandma willow in it? You know, the talking tree. And I was like, oh, ha, ha. I go, oh, my God, there was There's a tree that they all commune with. That, <laughs> oh, like, it gives them wisdom. It, it was basically the same movie. Yeah, I, I don't think that you're going to be able to harness that sort of wave, because I think a lot of what was popular with Avatar was the technology behind it. You know, I believe if I if I if I'm not mistaken, I believe James Cameron like had some special cameras that would like that would translate the Avatar world into the cam- into the monitor so he can see it in real time, like how it was like going. Like he just, they spent a lot of money on the back end trying to make this as beautiful as possible, and I think that was a lot of the allure of that movie. And then to you know, people have seen it now. I don't think you're going to be able, I mean, sequels, I think traditionally don't do all that well. Correct. So I don't know, man, that's a big ask. That is a huge ask. I don't, 2 billion seems a lot. Like I have no desire to see this. I'm not going. I saw the original and I was like, okay, I got it. I I will see it maybe, but I still feel like I need to try to make it through the first one without falling asleep. That should be a goal. You can't (laughs) see the sequel. What's the movie that I can't get through without falling asleep? Oh, Titanic. Uh, no. Oh. oh, Titanic is a gr- is nail bitingly good. Um, I don't know about it's that. It's that movie that you love. That's Christmas and Halloween nightmare before Christmas. Oh yeah. I can't stay awake in that movie. Oh, I don't know how that is. That is ambient in film form. <laughs> yeah. Where you wake up you know, towards the end and start online shopping. Uh, yeah. Good luck, James Cameron. I think you're going to need it, buddy. Yeah, you know who else is going to need it? Who? Bob Iger, because oh, he yeah. bought Fox. He bought this this juggernaut. And he probably signed and, off on all these movies that are just now coming out. Yeah, so if this uh, if this movie loses its $2 billion, it's going to be uh, he'll find a way to bears. Yeah, he'll find a way to spin it on JPEG. It'll be fine. <laughs> all right, Jerry, let's take a quick break, huh? Okay. We'll come back and we'll wrap up a little bit of news here. Hang on, everyone. Uh, yeah. I'll try that again. Hang on, everyone. It's in-depth. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Back to the newsroom on In-Depth. All right, thanks for hanging on, everybody. A few more news stories to get through, and uh, the, the news about Chapek is not over yet. Don't worry. Don't everybody worry. Everyone stop worrying. that we're Oh, we're, maybe we're going to move on for a second. Oh, no, we're never no. moving on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as reported by The Wrap, well, this, isn't more, this is more about uh, Iger than Chapek, but, you know, anyway. 
As reported by The Wrap, an unnamed insider at Disney predicted that Iger, who has agreed to stay on as CEO for the next two years, will look to conclude his tenure by selling the company to Apple. Yeah, I have I've read this quote. This is the pinnacle deal for the ultimate deal maker. A former Disney executive concurred, stating, quote, I think he'd welcome it. He'd be the last CEO of Disney. What does that say about former Disney executives? What they think about Iger? It's all about ego. It's that's that's the vibe that I get. The the Iger's just out for himself. It's just about ego. Which I thought oh, of stands to reason for why he put off retirement five times and then I came back. He that is the exact that is ego. It's hubris because it's like only I can do this. I have to keep putting off my retirement because yeah. there's no one capable of filling my shoes. Oh my god! Did we just come up with a, a new name for Iger? Bob Ego. Igor? Bob Ego. Bob ego. Yeah, <laughs> love it. The executive also noted that Disney and Apple have similar brand identities and would benefit from a merger. Disney is currently valued at approximately $180 billion, which seems sort of low, honestly. And according to the report, its sale would likely face resistance from antitrust regulators. Neither Disney nor Apple have provided comment concerning the recent report. Worth noting, however, is that Iger and Disney have a long history with Apple. Iger himself called Apple co-founder Steve Jobs a close friend and has previously been quoted as stating that if not for Jobs' death in 2011, Disney and Apple likely would have merged, or at least the discussion would have been had. So this is this part is a little different. It diverges a little bit, but it's about Chapek and, and the money that he made. Uh, according to reports, Chapek will leave the company with a severance package of at least $20 million. So you can tack that right onto the debt that Iger is incurring. Uh, through, though the number could end up being higher and is dependent on a variety of factors, including his stock holdings. Iger, meanwhile, is returning with a substantially reduced salary of $1 million per annuum with an extra $1 million as a targeted bonus. This is on top of a performance incentive of approximately $25 million. For, comp- or for comparison, he previously earned $3 million a year and was awarded upwards of $22 million as a bonus. So a little bit less up front, a little more on the back end. Good points to take, man. But I wonder what those benchmarks are for performance. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, sales and profit. Yeah, I guess. Uh, what, what other what other reason is there for them to exist? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I thought that was wild. And, you know, someone uh, posted this in the discord. And I'm like, there's <laughs> there's no way So I put this on her Instagram. And like uh, the next day, there are reports coming out that uh, Apple is in talks to buy uh, the uh, Premier League football club, soccer club, uh, Manchester United. I'm like, well, whoa, I thought they were going to buy Disney. What's going on? You know what I mean? It's just it's a never ending cycle in Disney news of just like, oh, unnamed sources are saying, yeah, I think you'd sell the Apple. Why not? Come on. Well, it's I don't it's an interesting take to say that he would be the last CEO of Disney. Is that? necessarily a feather in one's cap <laughs> yeah, no. i thought yeah. like, oh i i ended like it ended on my watch like i don't know i thought that the whole idea of being a ceo is to make sure that a company is solvent enough to not have to be taken over i mean that right. was eisner's big thing in the 80s because there were there were there were hostile attempts at taking over disney when eisner was, but his whole thing was trying to keep them solvent so that they didn't get absorbed and now it's sort of a good thing that they would be i'm not so sure that you <laughs> wanted on your resume that you were the final ceo you know you should be the one who made it you know yeah. gave it its second century like yeah. End it. But I think this would this is, you know, if Iger did it, he would be bronze. There would be a gold statue erected in his honor in every town across the country. People would be amazed. They would go, oh, my God, what a brilliant CEO. He, you know, whatever. If Chapek, if this rumor came out about Chapek, oh, my God, pitchforks and, and torches at the front gates, man. It is, I think it is a stupid move. It's a dumb rumor. It's never going to happen. It's completely, you know, unfounded in reality, in my opinion, because I'm such a big brain. But it's, you know, I, I don't know, man. It, it would be a thoroughly dumb move because, yeah, you take this company that Walt created, that a bunch of people created, pour their heart and soul into it, and you sell it to Apple. It doesn't really seem like a very synergistic 
uh, deal. I don't even in 2011 before Jobs died, and they were he was you know Iger wanted to do that. It's like doesn't why this seems kind of well. Dumb. I think Apple's incentive would be that they are into content delivery. And so this would be an opportunity for them to have content creation. So it would, it would Mm -hmm. give them something like they have their Apple TV plus and their Apple, these originals, this would be a really big boost to have all this creative stuff. I actually do think that there's a lot of synergy in this merger. I don't want, um, Disney to be sold to Apple. I also think that the other missing piece is that the justice department has been more lately has been more uh scrutinous of mm. mergers and has been suing more frequently for antitrust and anti um anti competitive um mergers so i'm not so sure that even if it did happen that the government would allow it to happen at least i would doubt an administration yeah i mean i wonder if that holds true the content stuff even now that disney has disney plus now they don't need a a, an outlet for their creativity i mean they were selling their content to netflix so they were making money (laughs) doing it to netflix then they split off and did their own so you know i i don't i don't know if there's an incentive anymore for for disney to even entertain being bought out by anybody well, it could be hostile, though. Well, yeah, that's probably true. Anyway, but it wouldn't be if 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 I it's not if Iger wants to do it, but I don't think he does. And I don't think he does. Also, either. the shareholders would have to approve that. I don't. Yeah. I don't think it will happen. I, I would. I would bet money that it's not going to happen. There's no way. It, There's it's, no way. It's too big. It would be yeah. way too big. I don't think Apple wants to get into the theme park business. I just. I don't. I don't see it. <laughs> they don't know when. You know what I mean? I just. It, There's so many moving parts. I just. It makes no sense. I don't believe it. It's dumb. It's a dumb rumor. Got anything else? I don't have any more stories. You don't have any more stories. Oh my god, my bad. Okay. Um, this is I do st- two. Yeah. <laughs> I try to keep it to two. Well, look, man, I once did the bare minimum too. Just kidding, man. It's all good. I you know, there's sometimes there's a lot that I would just want to talk about. Uh this is from the dailymail.co.uk. Sure. And I thought it was pretty funny, man. The Walt Disney Company was paying Bob Iger. $10 million in consulting fees after he retired as CEO in 2021. Iger, 71, made a shocking return to the role as the head of the one of the... Yeah, we already know about all that kind of stuff. Uh, Chapek was 61, by the way. He looked pretty good for 61. He looks pretty good for 61. I would have pegged him mid-50s. 61 is the new 50. Oh, man. All right. All the retinol creams are doing wonders for everybody. <laughs> what are you drinking? Um, it's called pastiche. It's like a star anise um, drink. It's a, a big French, like a hard liqueur, and then you water it down to like seven, eight, nine percent, and it's like this sort of like kind of licorice Good, I like it. Disney said that as a result of Iger's egos return to the top job, his consultancy role is on pause but will resume when he leaves again. So in two years, when this corp and this zombie drags its, you know, gangly foot out the door again, he's back to being paid 10 million bucks. He's back to being paid for so consultancy. They love him. They love him on the board. And I don't, I don't get it. Why didn't, why didn't Chapek terminate him? If they were, if they were on such bad terms, as has been reported, why didn't Chapek get rid of that deal and be like, we don't need your services anymore? I don't know. I wonder if it was baked into the contract. Maybe it would have been more like more to buy out the contract. Anyway, no, I don't yeah, know. Maybe a new regulatory filing from 2021 showed Iger was the regular recipient recipient of installments of $500,000 starting in 2021. Disney also footed the bill for Iger's security which came to nearly $750,000. What kind of security? Okay. I mean, Jiminy Christmas. Well, he ha- probably has multiple security guards or multiple yeah, bodyguards. They are. Not maybe the, he's not the president of the United States. Why is Disney and, and, and by extension, us consumers funding this? You know what I mean? I don't know. I'm trying to get political uh, in the filing. Iger was to advise quote, on such matters as his successor as chief executive officer may request from time to time. The consulting contract was to run for five years. So over five years, he was he's going to get $10 million for just on retainer, basically. 
The company would in return, quote, have access to Mr. Iger's unique skills, knowledge and experience with regards to the media and entertainment businesses. Meanwhile, you got a whole slew of executives at your fingertips as CEO. And but you have to you have to call on the guy who already left. I, man, I don't know, dude. It's such a cult. And it seems that they didn't even avail themselves of his services because he Chapek went on to piss off everybody in Hollywood. So they didn't use that expertise. He didn't seem to handle a lot of these situations very well. Well, that's true. Apparently, during their time working side by side at Disney, Iger and Chapek apparently clashed over the company's response to COVID and each other's political decisions, with the two having completely different advisory teams to go against each other. Things were so bad between the pair, supposedly, Iger told friends he was upset his advice wasn't sought on key issues. I bet you were, well, dude. Of course he's he's, <laughs> he's always got a, he's got a, a bee in his bonnet because he's not being, uh, you know, uh, why didn't you ask me? Yeah. This guy does have a lot of ego. Boy, he really does, he's man. coming out. Yeah, nobody can do the job better than him. Nobody. Absolutely zero people. Why aren't they asking me? Yeah, I have opinions on this. He sounds like me. Uh, <laughs> Abigail Disney, a major shareholder of Disney, gave a damning verdict on Chapek's time as CEO in an interview with Time magazine, repeatedly calling him a rookie. She said, quote, he made a lot of rookie mistakes right out of the gate. And then he made a whole series of rookie mistakes all along throughout his tenure. I don't think he ever moved out of rookie mistake territory. She continued the bottom line is that this was a very poor succession planning and the onus of that has to land squarely on Bob Iger's shoulders as well as the shoulders of the board of directors. I agree with her. Yeah, I do agree with her on that. Chapek and the two people that have already been fired are not, should not be the last people to be gotten rid of. Anybody who've approved of Bob, of Bob Chapek should go as well. You guys didn't make a good choice either. Chapek didn't make good choices. You didn't make good choices. Everyone leaves. That's the way. If that's, if that's the punishment for making poor choices, everybody goes. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, a former Disney executive told the Financial Times, Iger never forgave Chapek for the way Chapek distanced himself and took control of the company. In some ways, Iger thought he would still be the coach. Chapek was not willing in some ways, in every way. These two both sound like they've got some issues. I'm not too. I'm not. I'm not impressed with either one of them. <laughs> yeah, it's a, you know what? It's a it, honestly Iger coming back. And Chapek leaving so soon after the board re-upping his contract, it's not a good look for anybody. Like there, nobody wins in the in PR terms here. Everybody looks like trash. It looks like they have no idea how to run this company. Nobody yeah. has any clue about what the best qualifications are to lead Disney. Nobody knows. It looks bad. It looks bad for chapek obviously but i think it honestly looks worse for Iger. i think so too yeah he doesn't see it that way no no of course not uh the shakeup of uh firing chapek and uh you know putting Iger back in reportedly left chapek blindsided bringing his 11 month tenure as head exec to a premature close 11 months yeah since Iger left fully so since Iger was out and chapek was the only guy been 11 months okay but he's been CEO for longer than that. He just had that. Yeah. He just had. Well, he just I, had weekend at Bernie's still hanging around. <laughs> I thought that. I thought that Iger was hanging on to do like the entertainment stuff, and Chapek was taking over everything else. That's what I thought. I remember hearing. Yeah, he was like cre- he was working with the creatives or something. I don't know. Yeah. I can't remember. Uh, anyway, remember, there you go. Well, they time. both started. Remember, they were both on the stage. <laughs> at, the, at the launch of the 50th uh disney world 50th yes and it was like and they like barely looked at each other and oh, then yeah. that was like the last time they were seen together and it was all weird <laughs> i do remember that we had some good times we really have honestly yeah. all right i have one one more story to go through and it's it. um sort of involves us but in a roundabout way <laughs> okay I'm sure you've seen this article. It's sort of making the rounds right now. And it always frustrates me. Number one, when any other content creator gets more gets exposure than me. Right. Um, yeah, I don't like it. It hurts me speaking of ego, but it's fine. I understand. You know what I mean? We're never going to be on that level and that's fine. It's okay. You know, whatever. But there's an article that came out on SF gate, which sort of does produce 
Disneyland related content, but it's sort of it sort of gently kisses the uh, clickbaity sensationalist thing without being overly clickbaity, like inside the magic or whatever. But they can so, kind of it kind of run it kind of rubs up against that line. I thought I don't like SF Gate. Is that is that like a real news organization though? Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. They are. Yeah, they're is it, San Francisco. Is it, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah here's the uh frisco which apparently frisco is like an old nickname for san francisco a day what do you think i was calling it that for? whatever <laughs> uh here's the here's the uh, headline for this article that i'm about to explode about youtuber solves disneyland riddle so obscure no one even knew it was there <sighs> which first of all here's the thing about disneyland secrets right if someone put it there, it's not a secret anymore. Like it's not, was never a secret. You know what I mean? So if nobody knew that this riddle was there, well, guess what? Someone put it there. It didn't just spontaneously appear. It wasn't mag- uh, you know, uh, uh, magically conceived. It didn't just write itself upon the rock. Someone knew that, it was there. That's like people who have hacks that aren't hacks. Yes. Oh, hacks that are hacks. Uh, Disneyland secrets, which gets into what I'm going to be talking about, but that, that is the worst part to me. There's no more secrets about Disneyland. It's just stuff you haven't learned yet, but it doesn't right. mean it's a secret. Well, someone had this hack. So I, I don't mean to go off the rails, but I read this, I saw this thing and it was like hack to get to New York city from JFK airport faster. This is a hack. And it was like, take the long Island railroad. <laughs> and I'm like, that's not as opposed to the subway. And I was like, that's not a hack. Right. It's a legitimate alternative form of transportation that many people use. It's not a hack. I do it. That's how I get to JFK all the time is Long Island Railroad. I don't know what these people are talking about. That's not a hack. That's one of the hack. transportation options to the airport. Yeah, the term <laughs> hack has just become, um, hey, check out this tip. But it used to be like taking two things and putting them together to make a third thing that never existed in the first place to make your life easier. Right. Yeah. Sorry. Anyway, no, that anyway, where, that's fine. Where I went. Chris Provost, who runs the popular Disney YouTube channel Provost Park Pass, recently filmed the discovery. Also, he didn't film it. It's on video. It's not. He didn't film it. It's not. He didn't have a film camera. He didn't have a, you know, 16 millimeter camera right there, dude. Hey, relax. Oh, yeah, I guess that would be film. Yeah, it's a thing that I picked up in high school in like a production class and like my teacher beat it into my brain. It's tape, not film. But even now it's digital video. It's video. It's not film. It's not film. You're not filming it. Wait, what's the difference between tape? What's tape? Uh, it's like like, uh, VC, like a VCR tape. That's not film. No, it's tape. Well, what's the difference? Film cap. Uh, it, film is like a camera film, like like movies are filmed, like on a, you know, they have a reel to reel, the whole thing. They have to be um uh, developed and everything like that. Oh, I don't mean to share my vast knowledge, but uh, anyway, uh, yeah, Chris Provost, I've seen some of his videos. He's the guy who will be like, he'll have his hand up, be like five Disneyland ha- secrets that you need to know. And it's like, they're not see again, they're not secrets because everybody knows about, it. there's no secrets left in Disneyland. There are, there just are none. So you can say there's facts, but they're not secrets. It's not, you know what I mean? You you, you can buy Dasani water at this. That's it, not, these aren't, no, they're not secrets. <laughs> yeah. So I always look at him as sort of clickbaity, but a lot of people like him. He seems like he's like a popular guy. And from all accounts, he's a pretty nice guy. So I don't mean to crap on him too much, but I just not a big fan of that style of content. Okay. Uh, the mystery begins in an appropriate place. The pirates layer on Tom Sawyer Island. Even on the busiest of days, it's a lightly visited part of the park, which is perhaps how the riddle stayed hidden for so long. The riddle stayed hidden, Jeremy. Okay. Um, anyway, uh, in the, uh, the pirates sort of hide out in there. Provost, who regularly films Disneyland's secret spots. You see where I'm going with this? Secret spots. Yeah. No, there's what secret spots? Unless someone dug a friggin' tunnel that nobody knows about. Like, here's a carve out that someone dug, brought a shovel. A military shovel you can collapse down. I snuck it in and I built this whole den. This is a Disneyland secret spot. I built a den. Uh, He captured the riddle unknowingly earlier this year when he panned over a crude painting of dancing skeletons on a wall of the pirate's lair. At first, he assumed they were simply for spooky ambiance. But Provost said an astute YouTube commenter observed it was likely some kind of code. Another added it looks similar to ones used in a Sherlock Holmes story. 
Provost compared the Disneyland skeletons to the dancing men code used in Sir Arthur Conan Doyle's The Adventure of the Dancing Men on Tom Sawyer Island, which is honestly, it's pirate's lair, but whatever. Those dancing skeletons matched up perfectly with the dancing men in Sherlock Holmes book, Provost said. Hmm. So now we can decipher the message on Tom Sawyer Island. The match made Provost easily decrypted the skeleton code to spell out each answer be having three identical letters. And then, you know, blah, blah, blah. So that so this has been making the rounds. People are so excited. And I heard this. I saw it come up on my feed. I was like, that sounds familiar. Mm -hmm. I feel like we talked about this on the show, but I often feel that way because I just want us to have found this first. You know what I mean? Or not first, but before Mm -hmm. this. Right. Uh, And it sort of goes along with my like victim mentality of like, well, we didn't get enough credit when we talked about whatever. So I told Taryn about it. Taryn's talking about it. She goes, we talked about this. She goes, I talked about it on my show and she found it. She looked back even more things you may have missed. Part two, April 23rd, 2021. She mentions this painting and that it's a code and the solution to the code because she found it on friggin Reddit. So and I found this post five years ago. The post titles Exploring Pirate Caves on Tom Sawyer Island. And there's a picture of the dancing skeletons. And here are here are the comments. The first comment that looks like the dancing man code from Sherlock Holmes. And then someone says it is. It reads each answer be having three identical letters. But no one I've spoken to has any idea what it's referencing. I'm assuming that this was intended to be part of some secret on the island, but it was never completed. And that's what Chris Provost says in his video, too where he claims he went all over the island looking for more clues and couldn't find any. So he assumes that the, that the riddles were just never completed five years ago. This was on the friggin' internet. <laughs> people are, uh, people are pretty, you know, it's weird. It's just, it's, it's weird how little research anybody does anymore. And I don't, I'm not saying that Chris has like, just never looked this up and he did it on purpose. I'm not saying that he went and came across this post or hopefully better yet, listen to our show and uh, was like, oh, that's a shit. I'm going to make a video. And like, you know what I mean? I'm not saying he was um, targeted like that. Right. But if you're going to claim that you solve the riddle, you better do a quick Google search. Just a five minute Google search. If it's not on the, the top three pages, you're safe. Then you can say you solved this riddle. You didn't solve anything. You just made a video about it, which no one else had done. Maybe. I don't know. There's so much content on the Internet. Who can tell for sure? That's a bold right. claim. And then to give, you know, to interview, I don't know, it's just, and then for all these quote unquote journalists to be like, well, he said that nobody was paying attention. What are you talking about? We've talked about a year and a half ago. Reddit had it five years ago. So he's claiming that he solved it. Mm -hmm. He's claiming that he solved it. He took the, he, he, he matched the skeletons, got this uh, uh, Sherlock Holmes book and figured it out. He decoded it. No, he didn't do that. See, here's the thing. I will leave it up. I will leave it open to maybe he did that, but he was not the first to do it. Right. And he should be saying this. And I don't know if he is because I'm not going to watch the video because, like I said, I don't really find that type of content entertaining. But, you know, I don't know, man. Maybe this is just a factor of all this other press sort of taking a story, not fully understanding it, just to pump something out. So maybe I'm misrepresenting his stance on the thing. Because, like I said, everyone, by all accounts, he's a pretty nice guy. So, you know, whatever. But. It's not the it, it wasn't a secret. This was an open secret. A lot of people knew about it. It's been online for literally at least five years, if not longer. I don't know. It seems like longer because people already knew the answer to the to this post from five years ago. Oh, yeah, here's the answer. I know that one. So it's just then that stuff makes me mad. It frustrates me to no end. And I don't know why. It just does. Yeah, it's frustrating. Yeah. <laughs> I just get frustrated with that kind of. Five things you I can't stand all this stuff that is just like clicky, all the everything that's on 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 Instagram and these reels. I look at Instagram. What is any of this? I don't I don't ask for any of this. It's all just there. (laughs) It's the algorithm. I want to look at my friends and see what they're doing. I don't want to know about what, you know, and that's the thing is like I miss things that my actual friends are doing because I'm watching, you know, a, a puma try to eat a deer or something. I don't know. You know, we should do for walkabout. I got to do walkabout this week. I think Um, it's just one time, like just sit on TikTok, just Disney TikTok and just do a scroll through. I'm not doing that. I don't look at TikTok. That would be so much fun. Anyway, that's it. There's one story 
It's oh, sort of a visual word? story about Tokyo Disneyland is having some sort of like AR game with Haunted Mansion and the characters are sort of anime style. Kind of neat. So you can look that up if you want to check it out. It's coming this winter for Tokyo Haunted Mansion. Let me see if I can find out what's going on. The characters look super cute. I'll actually I'll post it in Discord. It's very cute. Uh, in addition to mystery solving, guests will be able to take photos with the characters via an AR smartphone program, which I'm assuming is just the app. But anyway, and a new Haunted Mansion merch will, merch will be on sale at the park. Story details for the mystery are yet to be released, but the Disney story beyond Haunted Mansion re-theme is scheduled to take place between January 26th and March 31st. So if you're in Tokyo uh, at the Honda Mansion, check that out. See what's going on over there, because it sounds neat. Let me know. I like it. Cool. All right, Jer. That's it. That was great. I think we're done, right? Some good stories. For sure. Yeah, why not, man? Anyway, thanks a lot, my friend, for uh, doing this show with me. Appreciate it. Always. Love it. And thank you, everybody listening. I appreciate that as well. Uh, We are going to be doing a main show, an Ears Up show on Tuesday night. And then it's a secret show that night as well. So if you want to join us for that, more than welcome. Check Patreon for those links. That'll be up there shortly. Anyways, until next time, everyone, we'll see you in the parks.